points in the earth system. Welcome to the Tippis Podcast. The Tippis The Amazon rainforest in Latin America is by far the largest rainforest on our planet. It is home to an enormous amount of species endemic to its largely untouched nature, making it unique and precious. And even though it's continuously being exploited for agricultural purposes and natural resources like minerals, timber and oil, the Amazon alone is still larger than all other rainforests combined. Unfortunately, that may change very rapidly, as the Amazon is expected to hit a tipping point within our lifetime. Niklas Bors from the Potsdam Institute of Climate Impact Research in Germany and the associate coordinator of the TIPIS project. How is that? What is this tipping point and how might it change most of the Amazon within a relatively short time? In fact, actually there's two tipping points that are relevant for the Amazon rainforest. So the first is a tipping point that is really um, just related to the vegetation system itself, um, which um, can be understood as follows. So let's say you have for intermediate rainfall regimes, there is a lot of observational evidence that tells us that for um, both rainforest and savanna type vegetations um, can be maintained. And then you have um, the situation that a single perturbation, like a large-scale drought or widespread fires, can tip the ecosystem from the rainforest state to the savanna state. And unfortunately, this is practically not reversible. So we have, don't have the way back. We can't quickly tip back from the savanna to the rainforest. Essentially, trees can die quickly, but they, can't, they, they don't grow quickly, so to speak. On the other hand, there is a second tipping point, which is related to the, I mean, it's much more complicated, actually, and it's related to the coupling between the Amazon rainforest and the atmospheric circulation in South America, which we usually refer to as a monsoon system, although it might not be as well known as its Indian um, counterpart. And what happens here is, um, so I mean, actually, as we explained in the previous podcast, um, so the moist, uh, the most of the moisture that is available for uh, rainfall in the Amazon region stems from the tropical Atlantic um, Ocean and is transported to the South American continent via these uh, trade winds. And um, the fact is that, I mean, the point is that this moisture isn't simply transported, let's say, to the western parts of the Amazon, close to the Andes. Um, but um, along the path across the Amazon, there's a constant exchange of moisture between the atmosphere and the rainforest via rainfall and evapotranspiration. So, you know, it, it rains, it the trees transpirate the moisture back to the air that's being picked up by the, by the trade winds, transported a little bit further west, then it rains down again, and, and so on. Okay, so the, the moisture that arrives at the coast is, is being reused, you might say. Yes, exactly. It's a, it's a cascade of, of, of moisture recycling. And I mean, there's estimates that if you go to the western Amazon um, and um, pick up a, um, a drop of rain, then at least 70% of it um, comes, from a, um, come, comes from a tree somewhere further east in the Amazon. So... On top of that, though, there there is this um, this thing that the strength of the of the easterly uh, of the of the winds that bring all the moisture from the Atlantic, the strength um, um, that is, uh, is is the stronger the more it rains in the central Amazon, and that's related to a phenomenon called latent heating. 
Um, and hence we have a positive feedback. The more it rains in the Amazon, the stronger the moisture inflow. And then the, this positive feedback is really what, so the, I mean, this is what this interaction between the Amazon rainforest and the atmosphere, um, how it leads to massive amounts of precipitation and how the, in a sense, you can say that the rainforest um, modulates the atmosphere in such a way that it can exist in the first place. Now the problem is the trees of the rainforest are much more efficient transpirators, so they feed back much more moisture back into the atmosphere. Then if you deforest them and then you have pasture and croplands, um, which replace the, the, the rainforest after deforestation, and then there's a lot less um, moisture evapotranspirated back to the, to the atmosphere. So this could lead to a, to a shortcut. And effectively the deforestation reduces the, amount of the, the overall amount of moisture in the system, which then affects the positive feedback, this positive moisture inflow feedback. And um, so what we showed already in 2017 was that, um, so assuming constant climbing conditions, just pretending there was no climate change. I mean, the, of course there is climate change, but just pretending for a minute isn't, it isn't there. Then we expect that the positive feedback may break down at around 40% deforestation. So essentially the reduction of moisture that is caused by replacing trees by pasture and croplands and hence reducing the transpiration, um, that at 40% deforestation, this reduction of moisture caused by that will um, basically break down this positive feedback that leads to these high rainfall amounts in the Amazon rainforest. And in turn, this would lead to a reduction of precipitation of let's say up to 50%. These numbers, I mean, every time we say numbers, it's always uncertain, but let's say- It's up estimates. It's estimates, exactly. And um, so let's say up to 50%, it might be 40, it might even only be 35. But um, I mean, even a reduction of precipitation of 30% in the Western Amazon would be dramatic. Um, and But also the reduction would also take place further downstream. So you can basically um, imagine this atmospheric river, which comes from the Atlantic Ocean, crosses the Amazon towards the Andes, and then the Andes basically channel the southward towards the subtropics of South America, towards, you know, southern Brazil, Argentina. And um, they, they all depend on this moisture recycling. And there, if, there is, if there is not enough moisture fed back into, the, into this atmospheric river by the Amazon trees, then the reduction of precipitation will affect all of the southern parts of South America. So that's a problem for the for the Amazon rainforest, but it's also a problem for the agricultural regions in subtropical South America. Um, but let's, I mean, if we just um, stick with the Amazon, the rainfall reductions in the western parts, they would um, increase tree mortality in parts of the Amazon that, that themselves haven't even been touched by deforestation, right? So you deforest, deforestation mainly takes place in the east, and then that leads in the long term, and I mean, in particular after the breakdown of the feedback, but even before in a more gradual manner, leads to reduction of rainfall in the West, which um, increases tree mortality there because there's a, um, there's a water deficit. And um, so you have, a, you have this vicious cycle um, in terms of a positive feedback. So the two tipping points that I mentioned, one is really just the vegetation system that the rainforest can tip to a savanna state. And the other one is related to this interaction between the rainforest and the, and the atmospheric circulation. So it's essentially a circulation um, tipping point. And the problem is that these two interact and this interaction um, has an amplifying effect. So um, what comes, and this is all still under, under the assumption of a constant climate. Now what comes on top of that is climate change, anthropogenic um, global warming, um, which um, likely will lead to an increase in, in droughts, 
in, in drought frequency. So essentially what, what I said earlier about, so you can have the disturbance um, that can tip the rainforest to a savanna state. So you can have one severe drought and then a large part of the Amazon. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen all over, the, all over um, in, one, in one year, but um, so you can have um, different regions um, just being tipped over from the rainforest to the savanna state by a single drought. So the, basically you have the climatic boundary conditions which put the system under additional stress and which might um, provide the single triggers for, um, for single tipping events that um, then in the long term um, lead to a tipping of the whole system. So what we, um, so there's estimates that um, we're currently at, I think, around about 20% of the, of the original um, region of the Amazon rainforest has been deforested. And under the current government, the pace of, of deforestation has drastically increased and um, so what I said earlier, under constant climate conditions, we expect this tipping point to be around 40%, and we are already at 20 but this 40% really has to be shifted to lower numbers um, because of this additional um, effect of climate change. So estimates say we should probably push this towards, let's, let's say, something between 20 and 30% deforestation due to the... Um, stress, stressing effect of, of, of climate change and then if we are already at 20 then we are apparently I mean this I mean then this means that we are really close already to this um, large-scale Amazon tipping point we're we're right at the threshold it one might say one might say it they, I mean put, I mean because of the uncertainties it might be that there is 10 or 15 percent more um, um, like a buffer of 10 or 15% of the rainforest, but it might also be that there is only 2 or 3% buffer anymore. What's going to happen then? And why is this, why, why would this not be reversible? Because I know about these tipping points. The thing is that it's not only that, you know, the forest changes. It all, it changes for a long time. It can't just, if we, re, if we plant out trees and if we roll back climate change and, and such, it's not going to bring the forest back. Why is that? Yeah, that's um, because of this. So, I mean, in, in, in dynamical system theory, we call this hysteresis. So essentially what happens is um, you, so you have this system which bring... So the Amazon rainforest, being an actual rainforest with large trees, amplifies the moisture inflow, which effectively leads to more rainfall, which it needs to persist. Once the, for, once the forest is replaced by pasture or cropland and this positive feedback related to the moisture inflow broke down. So once we crossed the tipping point in this coupled um, rainforest atmosphere system, then the rainfall will be lower. And then even if, we pl if you plant trees, rainfall will not be sufficient to maintain or to make a rainforest grow, potentially. That's the, that's the, that's the huge risk that we, that we, that we have. Mm -hmm. So it would turn into a savanna, uh, Most of it or all of it, are, are, how do you see that? Well, it would probably not be like the whole region all at once. I think that the southern central Amazon is, will be more affected than the northern parts because, I mean, it's also something that makes the, the study of the Amazon um, tricky that uh, it is it basically the, the equator cuts right through it. So you basically have an in, um, inverse relationship between um, wet and dry seasons. If you look between the, I mean, among the, I mean, from the nor northern um, Amazon to the southern Amazon. So I would estimate that the southern Amazon is, is, is at higher risk currently. But then it would change into a savanna. And that could happen within the next decades. 
that could definitely happen within the next decades. Of course, not 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 within one year, but um, it would be. I mean, on the, on the time scales of like of the of, of the Amazon and how long it has been there, it would of course be extremely abrupt. But yes, it would probably still take decades. Some people might think that this, you know, is theoretical in some way. But there are examples of of areas that you know that have changed quite suddenly because of tipping points earlier in Earth's history. Uh, you know, of. I, I think Sahara is one is 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 one example that it changed from yeah. from desert yeah, to a green uh, uh, a savanna kind of thing, and then back to desert. Exactly. So the the desertification of the Sahara is one example that is often brought up in the current discussion on the Amazon. The Sahara used to be um, a green, wet place, and then uh, I think around six, five or six thousand years ago, um, it quite rapidly transitioned into the desert that it is now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not unusual for large biotopes to to change suddenly. Well, I would say it's it is quite unusual. So I'm having hard I'm having a hard time thinking of more examples than the Sahara right now. <laughs> okay, um, but it's not impossible. So I mean, basically, the example of the Sahara shows us that it um, it can happen. It doesn't happen very often, um, but it's possible. And um, now all the evidence that we have suggests that we are basically pushing the Amazon rainforest towards such a transition. Um, mostly via deforestation these days. Um, so really the right time to stop deforestation would be now, or better yesterday. Tips. The TIPIS project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Programme and a grant agreement number 820970.